welcome to Happy Hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, today you're listening to Merry Christmas, comma, Eve by Mike King. In the fills, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hey guys, I gotta be honest, I don't really give a fuck today because I've just been running something I didn't really want to run for three hours, all this musician stuff. I haven't eaten and I haven't had any beer, so if you want me to be in a good mood, go buy me a beer because I've been in this building for way too long. Uh, hey guys, it's happy hour. As I said, I'm not so happy because I kind of fucking hate open mics, but it seems that everyone else loves them. So here we go. We're just going to get started right up in the, uh, get right up in the biz. Uh, we'll do four-minute sets. I'll let you guys at 3.30, so it'll be like between four and five-minute sets. Uh, you know, if I honk you and then you go, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Waste our time. Don't waste our time. We don't give a fuck. It's Friday night. It's 6 to 7.45. Coming up after that, it's going to be Pam Tess's Comedy Clubhouse. But right now, put your hands together for our first comedian. It's Sid Singh. We did it. We start- Pam, at one point, you have... You say you are starting a Friday and you are in a good mood for it to be different than starting everyone being like, you know, today I'm in a bad mood. And you know why? Because it's a fucking Friday and that's what I am. All right. Uh, God, I waited all week for this. I was, uh, I go to law school and I was like, I got a finals. I got to try to be a good person. I got to, but I miss comedy. I miss comedy. I miss comedy. I took my final today, took a nap, woke up, excited to do comedy, checked my email got uh, rejected from a comedy festival and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, I'm back. I'm back already. Does it sound bad to you guys? Oh, alright. I don't think it matters. Uh, I'm talking to six people. Uh, thank you, Pam. Uh, man, it's weird. Uh, we had another shooting, because why wouldn't we? Uh, <laughs> this is just the way it works. Uh, I just... I, I, I think it is annoying when a Muslim shoots up a place and uh, they're known as a terrorist and if a white person does it, is they're mentally ill. Like, I'm not used to this much. Like, you know what? That's not true. Uh, my parents are Hindu. I'm very used to people hating Muslims. I'm just not used to the majority of people hating Muslims. That's what it is. I, I'm not... I feel like Republicans hate Muslims so much we're just, like, two weeks away from finding one of them, like, in a bathroom converting someone to Islam. Like, that's what... Like an airport bathroom and he gets caught by the cops and he's just like got eight Korans on him. Like I feel like that's. You should hate Muslims. You should be allowed to hate Muslims. I I should be allowed to hate Muslims. You know why? Because I dated one. That's it. That's the only reason I think you should ever have for hating Muslims. That's a good reason. I I mean, I I think anyone who dates me is. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm an Indian guy and I feel like I knew. I know when I date a white woman, I don't have the charm. You know, some people who are like, uh, who are like, oh, I think I turned that girl into a lesbian. I'll never be that guy. I don't think I, I will never be the person who turns his girlfriend into a lesbian. But I am the person who can turn his girlfriend into a racist. You know what I mean? Like, that's still in my power. That's something I can definitely do. Dated a Muslim girl. Uh, she, it was weird. I was dating a doctor. Uh, she was a doctor. Because if you can't be the ideal Indian, you should still try to bang the ideal Indian. You know, that's <laughs> how it works. Uh, it's weird. She was a good person. She was like a really good person. That was the weirdest thing. I feel like when you normally date a good person, uh, you become a better person. But she was like a great person. And when you date a great person, you just slowly become a scumbag. Because you can get away with anything. You know what I mean? Like that's... 
just saw myself becoming a worse and worse person. Uh, I could just get away with anything because I was like the only brown guy who wasn't abusive towards women that she dated. You know what I mean? Like that, I skyrocketed to number one very quickly. Uh, man, it's weird. I uh, hmm, what do I want to talk about? It's weird. I I have like a I've had a week off and I just don't. I have all this criminal law stuff in my head, which uh, is so pointless. So point. It's weird being in a school knowing that all of it doesn't matter. It's weird already. That's the thing. I'm going to law school, but I'm 27, and everyone going else going is like 23. Those are very similar ages, but they're very different ages when you're still in school. You know. Like I feel like the best part about law school is just seeing really smart people fail for the first time. That's amazing. I don't know how to describe that feeling when you see a 22-year-old who's just never been wrong before be wrong for the first time and they don't know how to handle it and they're almost crying and the whole time you're like half chub. You know what I mean? Like just over. Uh, all right, guys. I'm sitting. Have a nice time. Peace. Kicking us off here on the happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Thanks for the beers, ladies. I love that. Our next comedian, she immediately got me a glass of wine when she saw that my mood was flagging. Because she's a smart lady and, uh, and a kind individual with the most amazing hair and a great story about how she was made fun of in junior high. <laughs> I was telling people all week, I'm like, she had to have a hooker on the back of her shirt when she was in junior high. That sucks so bad. You guys love her up. It's Allison Hooker. You want to deck your friends and neighbors. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, it's true. It did say a hooker on my gym clothes in junior high because my name is Allison Hooker. And, and I wasn't really cute either. You know, I had like frizzy bangs and crooked teeth. Only my nipples had come in. So junior high was tough on me. Um, any single ladies here tonight? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but it's, it's tough being a strong, independent, horny woman in San Francisco. You know? Like, it, it seems like sex has just gotten so easy at this point for men, you know, just swipe a few times on Tinder, send a few messages, that they're turning it down. So we're left begging for attention. Like a guy drove by me the other day doing a jack-off motion out of the side of his truck. I fucking chased him down the street. I walked by a construction site just staring at all the men. One guy stopped what he was doing for a second, so I started walking towards him. And he's waving his arms like, hey, lady, you can't walk here. You need to go around the cones. I'm uh, a close friend of mine single, and she's French. And I noticed that with a French accent, you can get away with saying the most like rude, crude things. We're at a bar the other day, and she's like smoking a cigarette. He's hot. I want his cock in my pussy. And I was like, oh my God, Gael. Like that, 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 that's like kind of a crazy thing to say. But she's so elegant and French, you know? I was like, give me one of those cigarettes. I'm like, He's hot. I want his cock. It just, it fell flat with me. It just, I, it's, that American accent, you know, it just made me look like a complete piece of white trash. But I've been fooled by her accent as well. You know, it's innocence, it's charm, it's sophistication. I was at a party once just dancing to some amazing music. 
little bit high, feeling great, and all of a sudden she comes up behind me like, Alison! And I turn around and there's my beautiful French friend, Gael, and I go, hi! She's like, baby, do you want a little bump of cake? <laughs> and I was like, yes! It just, it's not really that I would have said necessarily no, but it, I would have maybe thought about it longer. Had someone been like, dude, do you want to snort a line of ketamine? So later when I was like laying on a speaker, like really hearing the music, <laughs> I was like, it, it's just, it's not as elegant as it sounds. It's not bad, but it's not like as sophisticated and, and elegant as it sounded like, baby, do you want a little bump of cake? So you can get away with too much. Be careful of the French. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much. Have a great He's a reindeer wanted for murder. Allison Hooker likes to do drugs. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't? Careful of that ketamine, kids. It's, uh, it's a doozy. Uh, hey, our next comedian uh, is a very funny lady. She's been up at the Punchline and other places. I believe she's from Woodland, California. Am I right? Am I making this up? No, I'm, make, I'm absolutely making everything up. She's... Oh, oh, okay, great. Well, you have been a bunch of times. She's just not really from Woodland. I don't know where I got that idea. Hey, guys, put your hands together. It's Katie Carnes. The night wind played along. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here. It's my first time here. Um, just almost a year in to doing comedy, and holy shit, this is the most addicting thing. The, I've done a lot of drugs, but there ain't nothing like this. And it's all about energy, and you guys aren't giving me a lot of energy right now. <laughs> just staring me down. <laughs> I'm an awkward bitch, let me tell you. <laughs> Sorry for people on the radio, you can't see how awkward I actually am. It's all, it's all about eye contact for me. Um, I don't want you guys to know that I'm really scared, but I want to know who you are, you know? You guys are good people, I like you. That one, she's a crazy bitch. Don't look into her eyes. What I was going to talk about, I, I had really two good sets this week, so I knew I was just going to bomb this one. <laughs> I was like, awesome, perfect. Um, my, my hands hurt. I do massage, and uh, I did like seven people today. I, I love it. I love helping people, but people are fucking assholes. Oh, my God. Someone was like, could you, uh, could you go a little deeper? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Those of you stuck my thumb up their ass. Is that deep enough for you? Huh? Huh? I used to work in the marina and god damn I hate it over there. It's not a good place. And in the marina there's these type of women who walk in and you know it's 11. They've got yoga pants. They got their they're like stressed out. Oh, they're so stressed out. <laughs> I'm like okay welcome you know come on back to spot. And she's I'm just so stressed, you know. My nanny, she just got deported. God, my son, he can't choose between Harvard or Yale. God. And, you know, and to top it off, and to top it off, <laughs> my, nan my, my husband's uh, mistress, she took the day off, so now I got to suck his dick. <laughs> that is just stressful, let me just tell you. What a bitch. Um, boys in this city, it's not a thing. I'm not dating anyone. Ain't nobody getting dick in this town. 
right? You either? Fuck, man, it's hard out here. It's rough. It's rough out here for horny bitches, let me tell you. Um, but I think it really has to do with the type of guys that I like. It's my fault, really. Um, I could see a guy getting pulled over, getting a fucking DUI, and I'd be like, damn, mm, call me. <laughs> you only got one call. <laughs> no. It works. It actually totally works, you guys. Um, also, I'm really into guys who play video games. I hate video games. Not a thing. I don't like them, but I want them to spend all of their attention playing video games, just memorizing all those cheat codes and all the things, but you can do that and not even remember my name. I don't care, you know? That gets kind of awkward, though, because they're like, oh, yeah, Karen. Yeah, Karen, you like that? Oh, Karen, that feels so good. And I'm like, yeah, that feels great. Um, but it's Katie. That's all right. That's all right. Karen's fine. That's, that's hot. That's bad, you guys. Well, I really liked being here. Thanks for being here, and awesome. Thank you. Kitty cards! I'm glad you guys are clapping, and you must continue slapping your meat paws together for our next comedian. Ooh, we have a... It's like a rock block of ladies. Yeah! Uh, put your hands together. She's still visiting us, and she's in town. It's Peggy Sinnott! Nice jams. Cool. Thanks. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Um, oh, I shouldn't perform with this hat on. I'm just cold. Um, I, uh, let's see. I, okay. I, we're all sad, right? <laughs> right? I mean, right? <laughs> I'm sad. Um, so I was, I was thinking of, um, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me make this decision uh, together as a room. I was uh, making a pros and cons list about uh, whether or not I should kill myself. <laughs> and um, maybe we'll come to a consensus here. Okay? So I'll just go all alternating. Uh, pro, con, pro, con. So, um, pro, it will all be over. <laughs> uh, con, you just paid rent this month. It's too early in the month. Pro, you won't have to deal with Kaiser anymore. Ah. Con. Oh, I'm out of cons. Okay, so back to pros. <laughs> Pro, uh, you spent four hours today Googling floor lamps. <laughs> Pro, your boobs are still A+, and will be remembered that way. So what do we think? <laughs> kill myself, don't kill myself. Don't do it? All right, okay, great. <laughs> um, okay, here, so um, this is, this. will you guys be offended if I do some reading rather than looking at you and making eye contact? Okay, this is something that totally could fail also. Sorry, radio audience. Um, so I, um, uh, my name's Peggy. Peggy's a nickname for Margaret, because at one point there were like so many people named Margaret in Ireland that they needed more nicknames, I think. Um, so, uh, and I, uh, the, the most like iconic Margaret name that I remember is uh, the like Judy Bloom book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Um, oh, thank you. This is full service. Oh, could I get a little higher? <laughs> I have a joint 
Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I, I crafted my own, um, my own Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret uh, series. So, here we go. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. So, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Um, do you exist? Uh, why, why did you kill my childhood friend? That was kind of harsh. Uh, why do you always kill the family dog? Uh, okay, so here's the thing. God, you get to decide how long pets should live, and you were like, dogs and cats, 12 years. Uh, turtles, who will never love you, forever. <laughs> Just like forever. Um, are you all-knowing? Can you smell farts? Uh, dinosaurs, pretty cool. Were they cool? And why are they dead now? And uh, what do you think about China overtaking us as a superpower? Because, like, you're white, right? You're definitely not Asian, right? Uh, right? Uh, why, okay, this is a big question, which is why did you let, pe why have you let people train their cats to poop in toilets when you knew, when you knew full well that cat poop is poisonous to like sea otters and things? And it's just going straight into the ocean. It is? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's toxic? Hey, I don't know. We, we can Google this. We can fact check. We can fact check me. Thank you. I totally throw away my cat's poo in the toilet. Yeah. I guess suffering is kind of your thing. Um, you, uh, you must love Prince music, huh? Because if you don't, you're a total douche. <laughs> Was 9-11 an inside job? Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did you create improv to punish me? <laughs> yes. And and why are all my good jokes about fucking? And oh, that, I guess that's only funny if I'd just done like 12 minutes of material on fucking. <laughs> and, uh, so inside baseball. Um, and uh, this is the last one, and it's not a good one to end on. But why does every cool part I audition for go to a celebrity? <laughs> Hey, thank you guys so much. Have a great mic. Hooray! That's Peggy Sinnott. Yay! Let's all friend her on Facebook and make sure she gets famous. Clap again, Peggy. Yay! You guys should clap louder than that so she doesn't kill herself. Uh, our next comedian, it's our uh, her first or his first time here. It is a gender fluid name. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Zane Towers. that I I thought I wrote Zach but <laughs> maybe I wrote Zane is it I'm changing it tomorrow does it look like Zane it looks like yeah. I have a stroke okay um we're talking about dating uh dating's hard uh dating gay dudes is hard am I right ladies um Sing this dude, he's awful or great, I can't tell anymore. Um, I don't care. Uh, I don't even how to know how to describe him. Uh, you know like that hot group of guys at the bar? Um, he's the ugly one in that group. He's hot adjacent. Uh, like when you see him and his friends out, it looks like that scene from E.T. with all the cute stuffed animals and then E.T.'s ugly ass just like hiding in the middle. I call him my Insta man because his face needs a filter. Um, 
Thank you. Oh, I got... That means a lot to me because I thought you hated comedy at the beginning of this show. She had like one sip of alcohol and she's like, back on top! Um, <laughs> cheers. Oh, no. Um, I'm actually sober, um, which is the clinical term for can't hang. Uh... No, I just, I found myself um, drinking lots of alcohol and then making bad decisions. So now, yes, uh, now like three months later, I've found um, not the alcohol, still making lots of bad decisions. <laughs> Only now I just remember them all very clearly. Um, so maybe it's gluten. Um, I'm gonna try cutting that out next. But I, I've never like, eaten a bunch of pasta and like fucked a busboy, you know? So, probably isn't that. Um, do some newer stuff. Um, this is all garbage. Um, I feel like we can up, uh, up the ante with mace. I, I want to I, I create a mace. Like, it, you're being attacked, right? So mace, and then let's add like a foghorn to that shit, you know? Like, and then, also, another nozzle that just covers you in lube, just in case. Sorry, I'm sorry, it's just it's garbage. Um, speaking of garbage, who likes Little Caesar's pizza? Yes, do you, do you know what Little Caesar's slogan is right now? No. It definitely used to be, or it was, hot and ready. <laughs> hot and ready, which means there was a meeting at Little Caesars headquarters. We're like, okay, guys, we got a new slogan. What's it going to be? Johnson, what do you got? Uh, fresh and delicious. God damn it, Johnson, you know we can't say fresh, and you know we can't say delicious. <laughs> Just the meeting goes on and on. They're like, circle food? Circle, yes. Food, not so much. <laughs> Hot and ready? You got it! <laughs> it's awful. Um, I think my phone's racist um, because it doesn't recognize the word Holocaust. It put it in quotes like, okay, Holocaust. <laughs> So I just picture my phone to be that, like that obnoxious friend who like acts much more innocent than it is. You know, like, I thought you meant you wanted to suck his duck. Um, I'm gonna go out on that, suck his duck. Okay, thanks so much for having me. Zach Towers! Yay! Sometimes the phone is smarter than us, and that's okay. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny lady. Haven't seen her around these parts in a while, and excited that she's back. You guys, paws and claws, stick them together for your next comedian, Stephanie Silverman. Doesn't take his hey, you guys. Keep it going for Pam for doing such a fantastic job hosting this place. Yeah, it's true. I haven't been here in a while. I see a bunch of new faces. I'm an old face. I'm 60 years old. Um, I was at Whole Foods the other day and the, checking out my groceries, and the checker said, have you checked your eggs? And I said, yes, they're getting old. Um, and then she said, I had all this chicken, like packaged chicken. She's like, what are you making with all this chicken? And I said, chicken. 
I think black people should carry around Whole Foods bags with them all the time. And then, like, you get pulled over. Officer, you can't pull me over for driving while black. I shop at Whole Foods. I'm just a regular douchebag. Um, I just moved to this neighborhood. I moved in with my boyfriend. We just moved a couple blocks away. So now this is my shitty neighborhood. Yay. Um, we One of the best things about living with him is we got rid of his mattress, which was one of those, um, like, mattresses. It's like Tempur-Pedic. It's like a sponge, you know? And it, I think millennials really like them because, like, they come in a box with all the air sucked out, and you can have them delivered on a bicycle and order them with an app. But they're, like, sh they're so shitty. Like, when you have sex on them, you just, like, keep getting pushed down and down and down and down. There's, like, zero bounce-to-thrust ratio. It's like you, you need that when you're, like, you need a mattress with coils. So, like, you thrust down, bounce up, thrust down, bounce up. The old mattress, it was just like Bugs Bunny being hit on the head and just going deeper and deeper into the ground. So our sex life is better. It's good. Um, and we, like, we're collecting stuff. We only have one, like, one nightstand. And I'm like, my boyfriend wants to get two. I'm like, what do we need another nightstand for? Like, all a nightstand is is just a lube and a sex toy holder. You know, what, we don't need two of those. I'm like, you just throw your book on top. I'm like, I read. You know, like, it's not just full of sex toys and the condoms. Oh, we don't use condoms. Um, but we do, like, our sex life has gotten better. I keep track of our sex life uh, because I want to make sure that we're, like, hitting our, hitting our numbers, you know? Because it's really important. Like, the relationship will just die if you don't have sex. Like, what's the point? So, like, I keep track, and I, of course, I use an app for it, you know? Like, uh, and it's, like, it's also an app I can track my period, but, like, there's a little thing that says love connection, you know? It's, like, so whenever we have sex, I, like, hit the heart, and, like, if I give him a blowjob, it's, like, a heart minus, um, but if he goes down on me, it's a heart plus, um, you know? And I, I thought that I was really in love with my boyfriend, but then I just looked at the app, and I realized I was just ovulating. Uh, I'm, like, shit, my body is just taking, like, I, it just thinks for me. It's, like, my, the uterus thinks things. Uh, it thinks, like, I want a baby, um, and then the head is, like, no, we want money, you know? Like, like, we're not going to do this. Let's, let's meet in the middle somewhere. But it, it is responsible for my horniness, so I'm really worried about menopause. Like, what happens after that? It's just like, uh, when baby does, when I don't want a baby, am I just not going to be horny anymore? Uh, that might be relaxing. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'm having plenty of sex. I don't know what's wrong with you, ladies. Just get a boyfriend. It's true. Like, if you're single, it's harder to have sex. If there's a guy in your bed every night, you just say, honey, just, just get it up. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. Um, it was really sad because I was reading some uh, recipes for, like, single people. There was, like, a Thanksgiving crockpot recipe for one. I was like, what, is that just so you can cry while it's cooking? So sad. So sad. And, like, one of my friends was like, you know, Stephanie, Thanksgiving is not so much a crying holiday. Like, Christmas is the crying holiday. I was like, wait a second. Have you ever had a Swanson's TV turkey dinner for one? I mean, come on. And she's like, okay, touche. Right? Because that stuff, they season that shit with tears. It's just, like, people on the assembly line crying and just seasoning your turkey dinner. It's not MSG, it's tears. Um, and then, but like the holiday season gets kicked off with Halloween pretty much, right? And I always wear a sexy costume. I think it's important. But this year, uh, my, I was, I, I did it again. I, was, I had a sexy costume. I, I was Anne Frank. Um, and I did that, I mean, I did that because it's easy. It's just easy. It's easy, right out of the box. It's not like you have to interpret something. Like sexy garbage man, you have to wear a thong and a bra and stick pizza on it. Like, fuck that. It's like Anne Frank is sexy right out of the box. And it's important. I thought I really wanted to do this because uh, when I moved, we moved into the attic apartment of our new place. And our neighbors right below us, they're, they're Germans. There's a German couple. And so, like, I needed them to know, like, that there's a German, like, there's a Jew in the attic. But well, this one's, like, sassy. You know, and then I also thought it would be really fun to just go and trick-or-treat, like, just go knock on their door all decked out with, like, my little Jewish star, like, right here. Just, like, knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, you're past. <laughs> feel, feel guilty yet? Ha, ha, just kidding. Give me some candy. Um, and then I heard them fighting the, the other night. I was, like, and I told my brother, like, shit, the neighbors, they're fighting. And he's, like, you know, I don't think they're fighting. I think they're just speaking German. 
<laughs> you know, and I was like, I was like, well, maybe they're, are they angry? I think maybe they're angry. They're, they're angry that there's, I'm a Jew and I live in the building. He's like, you know, honey, they're not actually German. I spoke to them. They're nice and they're actually Austrians. And I was like, what's your point? Hitler was Austrian. Um, I'm obsessed with the Holocaust is what I'm saying. And I was triggered. I was just triggered by Shane or Zach, whoever's. <laughs> All right, you guys are, thank you very much. You've been great. Thanks, Pam. She could turn the rain. Yay! I'm so glad that the Jews are bringing the Holocaust jokes back, back to the forefront. Never forget. Uh, good stuff. Uh, hey, guys, your next comedian, very funny guy, here every week at happy hour and everywhere else all over this scene. Put your hands together, everyone, and slap them in a wild, clapping-like fashion. It's Stefan Massey. And then I'll turn my wounds to wisdom. I get it. It's the Christmas music. I was like, why did you change the theme? It was good as it was. Um, <laughs> uh, I was at work the other day, and I discovered an orange that had been in my backpack for a few days, and I wasn't particularly inclined to find out if it had gone bad, so I took it and I put it in the fridge, and I realized that this is actually a pretty apt metaphor for how I deal with most of my problems. I just sort of get them out of my way and hope that there's someone else that's better equipped to deal with them. Uh, uh, did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? That's about right for comedians. Um, uh, my favorite memory from Thanksgiving, uh, a few years ago I was uh, washing dishes with my mom. I was very stoned. And uh, I started uh, singing this song. And I don't want to give you the impression that I can sing particularly well when I'm stoned. Uh, it's just that... I can uh, do it through muscle memory because there are certain songs that I've sung so many times that my body knows, knows the right noises to make in order to get me to, to sing them. So I'm singing this Reggie Watts song, Big Ass Purse. And I can tell from, okay, yeah, that's about right as well. Um, but uh, just as a refresher, uh, it goes like this. Ah, the hell you got a big ass purse. What the hell's up with that big ass purse? And I just go on and on. Um, and my mom finally looks at me with this look of genuine concern. But I have to tell you guys before I go on, uh, I'm, I think my mom actually missed her calling as a character actor. Because anyone who would have walked into the room at that point would have thought that she was actually worried for me. But I know she was joking. Uh, and so she says to me, Stefan, is that a real song? And have you actually learned all the words to it? <laughs> My, my parents are never going to get used to how off-kilter I am. Uh, I turned 30 last month, and my dad still thinks that I need to learn how to do small talk, even though he's known for a decade that I think it's bullshit. Uh, and I know for a fact that I could come in the house tomorrow and just be like, hey, is that a fresh coat of paint in the foyer? Is that a new light fixture? What's the deal with all these shootings all around the country? Someone ought to do something about that. That's how small talk works, right? That's what that is. Um, I'm pretty awkward. Uh, but I think that works for comedy. Because I can turn it into a punchline, and, the way I'm, and, and then the way I'm wired gets laughs. And, uh, because if I have to choose between uh, being laughed at or being pitied, I choose the former 100% of the time. Uh, <laughs> One thing that definitely doesn't make me uh, more sociable is weed, uh, although I do like it for a variety of other reasons. Um, I 
Uh, it does also uh, adversely affect my memory. Uh, when I'm uh, normally, I have a photographic memory. Uh, when I get stoned, I turn into the dude from Memento. Five minutes go by, and I have no idea what's going on. Um, I'm also really good with uh, food when I'm stoned. One time, I went to a 7-Eleven. I bought a pack of mini Oreos and a bomber of Blue Moon. I went home, poured the cookies in a bowl, and poured the beer over it, and ate it like it was cereal. <laughs> I am the stoner Guy Fieri. Um, my favorite thing about weed, though, is that it helps me deal with intrusive thoughts, which I've struggled with. And when I smoke, it's like Tinder for my brain. I can just be like, oh, don't like that one, don't like that one, don't like that one. Oh, there we go, that's a winner. And the best part of it is they can never reject me. <laughs> uh, thank you, Pam. Um, so, does Cat Fancy have a moratorium on how long they go between issues uh, without using the word perfect in one of their articles? <laughs> Or have they just accepted that that's their thing and they need to own it? That's a very dumb joke, uh, but I love dumb jokes. I will go to my grave defending dumb jokes. In fact, if I don't die in some way that involves a dumb joke, I probably fake my own death. I fully expect that my last act on this earth will be to leave a bloody trail leading up to my computer, my gnarled hands typing out a hackneyed one-liner that someone else probably did better a few months ago, and just before I hit, uh, my soul leaves my body, I will hit send out to the dozens and dozens of followers I've amassed over the years, sending out my final horrible joke. Panda excess. Thank you. I've been Stefan Massey. That set was perfect. Stefan Massey, yay. Um, I accidentally skipped over another comedian because I didn't recognize her name. I believe this is the first time she's been here. And um, I actually love this name. I had a camp counselor with this name when I was in junior high, and uh, she turned me into a vegetarian for a while. My mom always hated her. Uh, I, don't, I don't think this is that particular lady. But you guys, clap your hands wildly. It's Zoe Rogers. Hey, guys. Ah, oh, how are we doing? Well, excellent. I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm psyched to be here. I'm a mom. Hey, nice and loud. Um, I'm happy that that's not disruptive because that would be rude. Um, I'm a mom, so I, uh, I'm happy to be with grown-ups mainly. Um, I have two kids, um, and I feel like the fastest way to explain to people who don't have kids what that's like is that having two kids feels like you are constantly hungover from a party you never got to go to. <laughs> like, that's the best description I have. Um, I, uh, my, my oldest son is, uh, he, he's going through this phase right now where he hates when I wear makeup and he likes to acknowledge that publicly. And so the other day we're going through the line at the grocery store and by like the stars aligning, the woman in the checkout is really nice and gives me a compliment and says, you have very nice eyes. And I'm like, thank you. And right next to me comes, her whole face is a lie. <laughs> so, you know, if any of you are looking for a slightly used 10 year old, um, hit me up. He needs a place to stay. Um, I, uh, I live in uh, Los Angeles, and I'm, I live near Venice, thank you, which is like renowned for its crazies. And um, the other day I was driving, I was taking my younger son to a birthday party. I had both kids with me, and I find parking, which in Venice is like a feat in and of itself. 
and um, we're about to get out of the car, and I see this woman pull out, like, get out of her Prius, um, and she's like on her cell phone. She's like a very classic LA person, um, and she looks like this perfect woman without like a single care who like frequents Pilates classes and the whole thing. And, but she's freaking out and screaming into the phone and I'm thinking it's like a casual Venice, like overprivileged like breakdown. But then she locks eyes with me and proceeds to freak out and scream at me and all the kids in the car. She's just shouting at me and I'm looking at her and I'm like, I had this thing where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna turn on an, an audio book. I was like, it's fine, we're gonna listen to this. Like it's not happening. <laughs> but I had this one moment which was not very responsible, but I was like, I think we could take her. <laughs> like, I think we could. You've got like a mom who hasn't slept in a decade and like an overly anxious 10 year old and like a six year old with impulse control issues. <laughs> we could take her. And also like, I was really jealous of her breakdown. I was like, how, like you get to have a breakdown in Venice? Like I, I, I deserve this breakdown. <laughs> Like, I, do you know how much scheduling I'd have to do with babysitters to arrange a breakdown in Venice? I was furious. Because I was like, you're going to finish this and you're going to go to brunch. Like, that's terrible. I was ready to be like, I'm going to throw your body in my car, cover you with Cheerios. No one will ever find you. Ever. <laughs> I, uh... I've been married for 11 years now. Thank you. Um, I'm almost that excited about it too. And I, I have a weird thing where like, it doesn't happen frequently, but when it does, um, it's worth writing a joke about. Uh, like someone will like make a pass at you or hit on you even though you're married. And it's weird because, you know, obviously when somebody's married, totally inappropriate, right? But very appreciated. <laughs> Very appreciated. Um, I, uh, I'll leave you with this weird thing. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys know that no one has pubes anymore? Is everyone like aware of that? That's just okay? Because it disturbs me. Like I've been out of the game for a long time, but I'm like, they're just gone. They're like disappearing like polar bears and no one's saying anything about it. And I get it, like I get that no one wants like a, like a Wookiee in their pants, but can we just have an amount that we agree upon that says like, I am a consenting mammal of age? <laughs> All right guys, thanks so much, this has been fun. Yay, so we Rogers, keep it clapping. So um, right now, the two best sets of the night thus far have been by Peggy Sinnott and Zoe Rogers. Um, one of them, or it could be one of you, might knock them out of the running, is going to get a ten, an eight to ten minute set on the next show, which is a showcase. So uh, stick around, and we're all going to vote for that and stuff, too. So great set by Zoe Rogers. Yay! Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's a stalwart here. Used to say he was from L.A., but now he actually lives here. Put your hands together, everyone. It's Chris Ville! Thank you. Um, not for long. I'm going away for the holidays. So it's like I'm going to be visiting again for another month and then have to go through the whole process again of getting inducted into San Francisco. Um, I don't know. This is a weird... I've been having this... I don't, I'm never political. I don't even know if this is political. But I was just walking and I was like... I, th I think a lot of people really like Obama. Like, he's cool. But 
I think we're a little disappointed. Like, we wish he had done a little more. And I think, the, I think our biggest problem with Obama is that he just, in the end of, at the end of the day, he, <laughs> he just wasn't black enough, you know? Like, he just, like, I mean, Abraham Lincoln, not only did he emancipate the slaves, but he also got shot. It's gonna take more than skin color to be blacker than Lincoln, I believe that, wholeheartedly. I don't even, is that even, that's just stupid probably. So maybe it is political, <laughs> how stupid it is. Something a politician would say. This is my, me running for president of, shit, I don't even know when the next, 2016, shit. I gotta catch up. This is more of a character of a politician. Like I'm running for president of next year, right? That's when they're voting? That's when the people down there, they're voting? Yeah? Okay. Um, no, that was weird. I'm, I have this friend, he's really, I don't know why I'm his friend, he's just, I guess I just feel better about myself, because he tries to be this rebellious guy, he tries to be super like, ugh, I'm, I'm ahead of the game, man. Like one time he told me, like, I fuck, I'm, I'm tired of all this Jennifer Lawrence crap, I think Jennifer Lawrence is fucking ugly. And I was like, dude, no. Like I know beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but if the beholder thinks that Jennifer Lawrence is ugly, the beholder is a fucking idiot, you know, that's just stupid. That's just a stupid thing to say. I, I get, like, I, I was thinking about, like, I'm just, I get what he's trying to do, be a rebel, but I used to be like that. Like, I remember when I was 13, I was this rebellious kid. I'd be listening to heavy metal, be like, fuck yeah, Slipknot, rah. But my way of being rebellious was hating the Godfather movies, which is just the stupidest thing to do. It's like, I hate the Godfathers, but SpongeBob is a fucking progressive television show that's changing the lives of America. Suck it, I'm 13. <laughs> I got an A on my test, teacher. Ah, uh, I cheated though, okay. Um, no, just be rebellious for the right things. I remember, ah, damn. The only reason I stopped being a rebel was mostly because I got tired of being hot every summer. Just all the black, it was just too much for me. Too many threads. And, and the Hot Topic stopped having good sales. I'm like, fuck that, I'm out. The spikes on my wristbands hurt out of it. Um, okay. I, I like, I love movies a lot, I really like them. But I realize they have some problems. Especially the history of them. Like I get Birth of a Nation, it's hard for me to call that a classic, even though everybody is like so adamant about it. If you know what Birth of a Nation is, it came out in 1915, it's just, it's about the KKK, the KKK is a hero, and they win. It's not a Rocky thing where he loses, he wins. I don't know, I can't, it's hard for me to, because calling that a classic is like calling racism a classic for me. It's like, I can't do it, you know, it's hard. Um, but, like The Breakfast Club, I love that movie. One of my favorite movies of all time, but, I don't know. That movie made every teenager in the world feel like they belonged, except the non-white ones, you know what I mean? Like, there's no diversity in that movie at all. The most diverse thing about that movie is Emilio Estevez's name, which is a lie. You know, it's a lie. His 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 dad is from Kentucky, and his mom if, is half Spaniard and half Irish. So you got a little Spain in there, but that's like the whitest brown he can be. You know, like there are probably no more taco trucks in Kentucky than Spain. You know what I mean? They filmed they they based Cheetah Girls too, the Disney Channel original movie in Spain. Man, that's not that's not. <laughs> we need more help, you guys. Okay, it's been a tough set, but that's okay. Um, hello, thank you, thank you, yeah. Uh, here, I'll do one more. Um, this is a whole, let's do it, this, this bit. 
<laughs> you know, um, when Galileo Galilei, that guy, remember him, when he came out with the theory that he was like, there's no, um, the center, the earth is not the center of the universe, the sun is the center of the universe. And the church, the Catholic church at the time was like, no, that's wrong, and they, they arrested him and everything. And they arrested him, they said, they arrested him because the church does not believe in what we can't see. Don't believe what we can't see. Thank you guys for your time so much. Grisville needs everything to be permanent and concrete. Hey, uh, your next comedian also, uh, he knows a lot about concrete. That's absolutely untrue. He doesn't even skateboard. He doesn't even fight with the ground. Uh, but he's a very funny guy. He's very tall, so I'm sure that he fights with gravity all the time. He's holding him up. Uh, vertical. Uh, put, put your hands together, everybody. Brady, hold. Whoa, that's me. Uh, vertically challenged. I don't know. Not. I don't know. Six foot. That's pretty good. I guess. Uh, I'm Brady Hold. Not the most famous Brady Hold. I bet if you were to Google me, get some more results. Something like Tom Brady holds the pass, or Wayne Brady holds desperately onto his career. Um, Guys, I don't. I thought this was a Nick Swarsden look-alike contest. That's why I signed up. I was hoping just to pretend I was talented. Um, I uh, wanted to. Let's get into some stuff. I, uh, you, you know, you ever know? There's a video like two weeks ago of like a guy. He went to Starbucks and he's like, "They took Merry Christmas off the cups, but I tricked him. I put my own name as Merry Christmas." And then, like, I was thinking, like, what if then the other customers coming up are, like, you know, different holidays? And they're like, oh, do we have Kwanzaa here? Like, yeah, that's mine. And then, like, Kwanzaa and Christmas, they're, like, sitting down together. And then Christmas is like, well, this is awkward. You know, it's like we're both in the same space, but no one's really acknowledging you as much. And then, like, Hanukkah's like, oh, can I have, like, eight tiny espressos? And then, uh, I don't know. Okay, so uh, speaking of Starbucks, you guys ever like look on Google Maps and it shows you where a Starbucks is but then you go to that Starbucks and then it's inside like a mall or something or um, it's like a, I don't know it's get it's getting to the point where um, it's or a hotel and I'm thinking like why are these things showing up on Google Maps as like legitimate Starbucks next thing you know someone's gonna just put a Starbucks thing in their Keurig machine and they're gonna like brew a cup of coffee and then ne they'll pop up on Google Maps and you'll have homeless people showing up to use your Wi-Fi in your bathroom it's ridiculous I don't know. Maybe not that ridiculous. Not enough for a laugh. Um, you guys, did you hear about Jared Fogle? He got sentenced to 15.6 years in prison for, as the judge's psychiatrist has called it, a mild case of pedophilia, um, which I guess was only curbed by, his hypersexuality was only curbed by his uh, appetite for sandwiches. Uh, it was the only thing keeping at bay from touching children. But um, he still will be getting some $5 footlongs in prison, though. But I... I think the saddest part about it all, guys, is if you look at the pictures coming out of, of him coming out of the courthouse, he's banned from Subway for life now, obvious reasons, but he's got his chins back. That's the saddest part about it. He's just gaining the weight back. It's not... Yeah, I know. That's the worst part about it at all. Um, I... Uh, you know, I need to get laid soon, guys, cause, uh, or I am going to start LARPing. And if you don't know what that is, that is live-action role-play. See, a few nerds laughed because they know what it is. 
and I am that close to doing it. I am that close to getting a pair of fake fangs and a dice and going to hang out with some kids by the Fisherman's Wharf. I'm like that close to wearing some like dark neo trench coat robes. Whew, okay. Um, I uh, was thinking about the word unique and how there's no word to describe someone who's ununique. So you could just call this person eek. Um, I don't know, maybe ek or like it's a, it's a mouse. It's like eek, a snake, like ek, echoes. Like, is that a Pokemon? Okay. Um, I was thinking like, I got this, uh, uh, I went to this coffee shop and uh, they're like, we have beans from all over the world, unique parts. And I'm like, where's this one from? He's like, this, these beans here, these beans are from Brazil. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, hey, if this coffee is really a Brazilian, then why are there pubes in my coffee? <laughs> I like to keep my password something short, simple, that I can easily type with one hand. That's why my password for everything right now is Pornhub.com. I, uh, I was trying this new method with my girlfriend. You know, it was, uh, it was actually the pull-out method. She just wanted to pull out of our relationship and start dating other people. <laughs> um, I was at the DMV the other day, guys, and while I was waiting in line at the DMV, I thought things would run a lot faster here if cheetahs worked here at the DMV. Let's all go LARPing with Brady 2 and his point .52 sort of funny. Plus 52, not point, sorry. I was trying to get in that LARPing thing. Uh, hey, you guys, our next comedian is nowhere near as dorky as our last one. Uh, but but he does, it, it, for some reason, it sounds like he would be. Uh, he's just another tall white guy. Put your hands together. It's Adam Strawbridge. Since you set me free. I look like a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. Um, I like when I have a really messy poop and my butt itches. And then when I wipe, it's like mixing business with pleasure. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, God. Um, I, uh, my last name is Strawbridge, as in a bridge made of straw. I did some research and found out my ancestors were like some kind of ancient Scottish tribe uh, whose greatest foe was the big bad wolf. Um, he huffed and puffed and raped and pillaged the entire town. Times were tough. No, apparently Strawbridge comes from some, some like ancient Norse word that means ambiguously homosexual. Um, most people when they meet me do assume I'm gay because they have eyes and ears. Um, but I like girls, I think, it's just kind of tough. I think what happens is like, my mind is straight, then my body is very gay. And there's not always a lot of teamwork betwixt the two. So like I'll be in line at Starbucks and I'll be like thinking about the barista's boobs, but with like this posture. Or sometimes like the girl. Um, so it's just uh, it's very confusing. And the worst is when like my my body betrays me in a way. So like I'll be, uh, it's like that time of the evening. I'm getting ready to watch some you know erotic videos, and then my fingers betray me, and I accidentally type in "hot muscle stud guy in a racial 69," and I have to jerk off to that for the next five minutes. It's like my boyfriend, like, can you believe this? <laughs> That's absurd. Uh, I, got, I like politics a lot. There's always like a far left candidate and then a far right candidate. I think if I had to be a politician, I'd be like a far out candidate, you know? It's only proposed in gnarliest legislation. Boogie boards for every bro and chick string free. 
That's stupid. Um, you guys know the Koch brothers, the billionaires that like fund the Tea Party? I like to imagine that not only do the Koch brothers make all their campaign contributions together, but they do everything together. So they like wake up in like side-by-side -side twin beds and matching pajamas. Uh, they share a bowl of Fruit Loops in the morning. They fight over who gets to do the puzzle on the back of the box. Um, at night, they watch scary movies. They like, sit on a couch, like facing the screen, hugging cheek to cheek. Um, the next day, they like stride over a homeless person in tandem. It's a little too political, I think. <laughs> I think that's what's happening here. Either that y'all or some Republicans. Um, I was raised by a Jewish mother, so I have to see a therapist now. <laughs> super inconvenient. Um, I don't think it works, to be honest. I don't think it really does much. I disagree with my therapist on like everything. It's like my therapist insists that the reason I can only get an erection around, I'm, con I'm sure the reason I can only get an erection around Jewish girls is because the first time I got a boner was my grandmother's shiva. But my therapist insists because I have unresolved attraction to my mom. And I'm like, dude, I hate my mom. I literally think about how much I hate her and her hair and her clothes and her perfume every night before I go to bed. So <laughs> swing and a miss, Dr. Feinstein. He's Jewish too. He's like, you have self-loathing tendencies. And I'm like, yeah, I'm spending $300 an hour to have some old Jew criticize me, so. Uh, I can't believe my mom recommended him, actually. But I mean, she's usually so perfect. She does have one, one slight flaw, though. She's like, she's racist, but it's in that very 90s suburban vintage kind of racism where it's really just like ignorance. So like, my mom thinks any group of three or more black guys playing music together is reggae. <laughs> Even if it's like a string quartet, she's like, oh. What beautiful reggae. Like, no, mom, that's Beethoven. Um, so people think Beethoven was black, actually, but that's just because white people, white people made a lot more money than him doing covers of songs he wrote. Um, you guys don't, it's too political. <laughs> this is, it's a soft room. Um, <laughs> you guys don't want to hear a white guy talk about race, I guess. Um, uh, so I'm not very spiritual, I'm not very religious, but sometimes I have like doubts, like maybe there is something cosmologically happening that's greater than myself. So like, you know how some people see like the Virgin Mary in a piece of toast, or they see like Jesus in like some other kind of food particle. I have a kind of similar thing, it's kind of crazy. So like, when it's really hot out and I masturbate in the nude, the sweat stain I leave on my sheets looks like a penis. <laughs> yeah, so maybe there is a higher power. All right, thanks guys, I'm Adam Strawbridge. <laughs> Strawberry free and funny, making his way to the voting list. So now uh, you guys are going to have to vote at the end of this. Uh, I actually just added Zach Towers, too. So you're going to choose between one of these comedians, Peggy Sinnott, Zach Towers, Zoe Rogers, or Adam Strawbridge to see who gets the set in the next um, show. It's a showcase. Hey, guys. Your next comedian might, uh, might be in that voting, too. She's a very funny lady. Uh, she's tall and lovely and writes even lovelier jokes. Clap your hands together in a slapping-like fashion for Mary Bushy! Everybody makes mistakes. Good evening. All right, um, so no material. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking about moving to Nashville because it's too expensive here and I want to be in an oppressed white trash area. And I was thinking, okay, well, if I do it, then I can't do my abortion jokes, and I love a good abortion t talk. Um, I'm frequent at Planned Parenthood. Um, but I realized I couldn't tell abortion jokes in Tennessee because they all have guns on them everywhere they go. And I decided, well, I decided to do the jokes in Nashville, 
and they decided to pull guns on me, I tell them to aim right around here. <laughs> so, you know, we'd both be happy in the end. Um, okay, can we just talk about the fact that there still has not been an Asian rapper named Lil Wang? That's all I got, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you know how rappers always grab their crotches? Like, what would he do? <laughs> like, <laughs> could he just, I don't know. Hi. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, really hard. I just want to kind of complain a little bit. All the ladies in here can probably relate. Pam, Pam's really cute. Um, you're welcome. Uh, it sucks being a female comic. You get harassed all the time. Like, last night, I went to the basement, like, 222 Hyde Street, and got swarmed by this guy, and he just sat down next to me, and he's like, just so you know, I think you should know that I am straight. So I think we should have coffee soon. Um, <laughs> and I said, I lied, and I was like, oh, I have a boyfriend named Prince. Princeton. Princeton. Um, he's really smart. And uh, she, he was like, uh, that does not matter. Do you want to have coffee before or after bed? Um, and I just said I was a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian. Um, I just wanted to complain about that. He like offered me a ride home after the open mic and I was like, no, I'll just, you know, I'm close to my home, three miles away and stuff. I fucking braved the tenderloin so I didn't have to get a ride in his nice Subaru. <laughs> I'm just annoyed with that. Um, <laughs> I was just in Ohio for Thanksgiving and it was the most oppressed, womanizing, racist experience of my life. That being said, I had a great time. <laughs> I shot guns, I jumped on a pogo stick, and I used koozies. Um, but I, I was on a ride with Uncle Dude. Uncle Dude is um, a tow truck driver, and he likes to off-road in dump trucks with me. And I was sitting in a chair that wasn't pinned down to the truck, and he was like, don't be a little puss, just ride on it. And then he said to me, are you prejudiced, Mary? And I was like, what? No. And he was like, well, these two ginger dopers, except he didn't say ginger, but he said a word that has the same words, letters in it. Still trying to work that out. But he said that, and then he, I was like, did he really say that? And he's like, yeah, they just went straight through the, straight through the glass and their head was bleeding like Petro. And then he was like, and then there was this other girl whose body I had to pull out of a, tr a dumb trunk, and you know, her bottom half wasn't there, but she was real pretty. Um, I got in this, right when I got in the car that day, uh, Roger, my friend, was like, I'm so sick. My throat sucks dick. Um, I had a kid who I was shooting his guns, and he was like, ladies don't shoot guns, you know? Go inside and make me a sandwich for a man like me. And I was like, Johnny, has your balls drop? He was like, no. I'm like, then I don't have to make any you, you a sandwich. Um, I used to be really skinny as a kid in high school, and I had a really big head and a skinny-ass body, and the guys used to call me Blow Pop. They used to call me Blow Pop. 
They used to call my best friend Spread Eagle because she really liked America. It's <laughs> a thinker. The guy should get it. But I was thin, so I got to model, and that was rad. Um, not really, but I was more into, like, I really wasn't into the modeling I did. Like, I got to do magazines and runway. And so, like, I felt like the girls on the runway looked like they were swatting farts when they were walking. And I was just walking into ammunition, like, um, and then, like, we, in the Victoria's Secret, like, catalogs, we always had to, like, push out our butts, and it just looked like we were trying to avoid our crotches away from heads. And I felt awkward doing that. Um, and then, like, I, like, really wanted to be one of those blimps in a car lot where, you know, they get to do this the whole time. That's what I aspired to do. <laughs> um, and now I work at a bowling alley. <laughs> All right, thank you. Very bushy, wacky, wild, inflatable tube lady. Wacky, wild, dancing, inflatable tube lady. Uh, you actually still are uh, tall and skinny, so I don't know. You used to be. That, that's, that's cute. You're still, you're still very, very tall and very, very thin. It's awesome and very, very funny. Uh, your next comedian uh, is a dude wearing a cute sweater. Put your hands together. It's Calvin Albright. Hey, guys. Use the, Use the other mic. Okay, I'll do the short one. Thanks. Man, man, there's a lot of up dog in this room. Oh, it's slang for douchebag. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> okay, where does this go? Uh, I'm a hat maker during the day and an alcoholic by night. So once milliner time's over, it's Miller time. I spend a lot of time at the zoo during the day and at night I'm at the gay bars. So once bear time's over, it's bear time. <laughs> Uh, I think it's crazy, like, like for me to like get out of bed and have like the energy to do things during the day. Like a cow has to be like killed and ground up. Like I didn't eat it. I just love killing cows. Oh, <laughs> uh, gay marriage, guys! It's legal now. That's great. This isn't really dated, but I think it was weird that one of the arguments they used was, "How are we going to tell the children?" We have to tell the children everything. We have to tell them where the sun goes at night. We can tell them that two dudes like each other. That was pretty, I like that one. I wrote that, I'm gonna work on it, but. <laughs> I'm a reverse paraplegic. I cannot sit down. <laughs> Pam, I'm not a fan of that one. No, I am, I was laughing. Okay. Uh, I'm at, I'm at SFSU right now. I'm a college student. But I, I'm, d don't applaud. I think I'm going to drop out, guys. No, come on. I found out you could just buy textbooks. You don't even have to go there. Now, now I can learn anything. A lot of women complaining about being single tonight. I'd like to take this opportunity to plug my OkCupid. Okay uh, Dr. Bad Coffee Date. Likes include Beyblades. Pre-Roland's uh, Black Flag. Complaining about being single. Yeah. <laughs> but I did go to a gangbang last week. What? It was just one guy. He said he was in a gang. It was cool. He did bang me, though. <laughs> that was your guys' Thanksgiving, because I'm not lying about that. That happened. <laughs> uh, this next joke bought to you by the 80s. 
Unconditional love, there ought to be a few conditions. Condition number one, no dog fighting. Condition number two, don't light me on fire. Condition number three, must like pre-Rollins black flag. Uh, do people not like it when I yell about punk music? <laughs> I had this weird moment in a coffee shop. Uh, you know how every, every like, they, they all play Christmas music during December, and it's the San Bernardino shootings playing on this big TV, and there's this group of people, like, gathered around watching it, and right as, like, they show a body being wheeled out, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas plays. <laughs> And it's just this body, it's beginning to look a lot like... And I started laughing. No one else did. I think that's hilarious. That's an incongruous image. That's juxtaposed. But apparently I'm weird and shouldn't go to coffee shops alone. Uh, okay, rap lyric corner, guys. I'm not a rapper, but I write lyrics sometimes, and I like to share them. <clears throat> Girl, you can call me Teddy Roosevelt because I speak softly but carry a big dick. <laughs> Come on, guys. Who's not familiar with Teddy Roosevelt's South America policy from the 1940s, 50s? When was he president? 1908. 1908, guys. Brush up on your history. Uh, I like selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards online. Not because I like Yu-Gi-Oh or because I make money, but I really just like using the phrase, I hold all the cards here. Uh, they say you should listen to your body. And I've been trying to do that more. But I got an erection on the bus because of the vibrations the other day. And I was really unsure as to what that meant. But it figured it out, guys. Now I'm metrosexual. Yay! Yay! Metrosexual! Ending on a muni joke. That is some advanced comic knowledge and ability. Uh, your next comedian is a wonderful human being. He has two shows here at the station. One of them is on Sundays from 4 to 6. It's called Timothy Pizza's 10-Minute Open Mic. And the second is on Tuesdays from 10 to midnight. And it's called Fuck Everything, Fuck You. He's going to be running the door tonight because he's a champion. He's got a tiny dog that's really cute. Put your hands together and slap them in a wild-like motion. For Timothy Pizza! A lot of you guys in here tonight. It's, uh, it's making me kind of nervous. You know what I do when I get nervous? I sing a motherfucking cheese song. Yay! Yeah. Like if I'm, uh, like if I gotta do something and be brave. Here I go again on my own. Going down the only road I prove alone. <laughs> hey, it, it's Friday night, guys. You gotta fight! For your right to Havarti! And then later, it'll be sexy time. Getting ready for sexy time. I can't go for that. Oh, no fondue. <laughs> Fuck, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I'm almost 40. I'm starting to get man titties. I had to grow this beard because I took my shirt off at Ocean Beach and people thought I was Lena Dunham. You know, uh, I lived with uh, five girls in college, and they told me that all their periods synced up together. And I was like, 
That's fucking amazing. Like you guys get periods, right? Like I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think it's like mysterious and beautiful, and the fact that they can sync up with each other is just fucking amazing. I never understood it, but now I do. I got a guy friend, and he calls me every time I'm pooping. <laughs> We're fucking tidlocked. We are sun and moon. We are yin and yang. Oh man, it's, it's fucking fantastic. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do I'm trying to do a lot of dating and, and I'm trying to do it safely and uh Yeah I'm making an app. I'm gonna be fucking rich. You can type in your SCDs and date people with the same SCDs. So it's like when you're typing in, you know, your first line, how's that first line gonna go? Like, hey baby, let's do this. It's syphilis, not syphil you. <laughs> or like say you're tired of fucking ugly people. You're like, oh, I'll just type in crabs. I bet there's some hot, hot person with crabs that I could fuck that has, you know, lost enough, you know, that's insecure enough to fuck me now. So I'm just going to, you know, beep, bop, boop crabs into that app. And uh, my, what's that for, first line going to be? Oh, hey, baby, let's do this. Don't be shellfish. <laughs> but no, this is the truth. This is the truth. There is a fucking app in this city called It's Just Lunch. You guys know about this? Yeah. $2,600 for fucking three months of it. Ooh. Yeah. So, so all of us, so every single fucking one of us is weeded out. And so the white rich elite can date the white rich elite. Or I don't know if they're just white, but everybody likes it, you know, to yell at white people now. Um, <laughs> we're horrible. But anyways, <laughs> if I had the money to go on an It's Just Lunch date, oh, God. It would, first thing I would do is go to Baby Gap and get myself a pair of sweatpants. Sec <laughs> the second thing I would do is eat three Viagra. So I just show up with a raging fucking hard on through some toddler sweatpants. But since I can afford the It's Just Lunch app, that means I'm a rich eccentric, so she just think I, thinks I'm artsy. <laughs> I mean, I'll be wearing a 1990s Ninja Turtles uh, like wife beater that's just horrible <laughs> shit. And uh, when she orders bottomless mimosas, I'm going to take my pants off. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> and I'm going to bring out, they bring out caviar, I'm going to smear it all over my bread with my car keys. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be really fucked up. It's going to be really fucked up. I'm sorry, you know, it's a, uh, I'm a horrible person, but you know, I mean, the, the poor girl that's going to have to sit through this date, but you know what they say. Uh, what doesn't kill you makes you more hateful. <laughs> I'm brother and I live Timothy Pizza, no one does puns like Timothy Pizza. Uh, he just knocked out Adam Strawbridge, so right now, uh, you guys are going to vote later on the four comics, one of which is we'll move on. It's either going to be Timothy Pizza, Zach Tower, Zoe Rogers, or Penny si Peggy Sinnott. All right. Let's see if our next comedian impresses the fuck out of you guys. He has luscious hair. Put your hands together. It's Steve Rush. This one? Gotta clear that up. Is this thing even working? Yeah, hell yeah. Is it? Yeah. All right. What's up, guys? I'm out of breath. Jesus Christ. Walk 10 feet. Uh... Yeah, the energy's fucking great in here, Jesus. You guys, these guys alive? You killed it too much, man. Look at them, they're dead. I don't know, uh, I got into an argument with this lady a couple days ago, and uh, I don't know, we got into an argument over R. Kelly. <laughs> like, I'm still on R. Kelly. I'm still, I'm still defending R. Kelly. 
you know? Like, I don't know. She, well, we got into an argument, and she was like, she was a waitress or whatever. R. Kelly came in, and uh, he didn't tip her at the end of the day, right? She was saying, like, that's so fucked up. He needs to tip. And I was like, all right, you didn't really think this through, right? All right, it's R. Kelly. First of all, okay, maybe he has money, right? Maybe he has money. But, she, but like, he's, he, like, black dudes aren't known to be great tippers, okay? First of all, right? Not known to be great, okay? Second of all, he's pissing on women, okay? He, you think he's going to be a great tipper? No? I don't know. I only reason I defend R. Kelly is because I heard Ignition, right? And I was like, this shit is fucking great, right? And then I heard Ignition Remix, and I was like, this is the best shit I've ever heard in my life. This is the best shit. Fucking beep, beep, you know? Like, what's better than that? <laughs> I wasn't ready to go up, guys. It's <laughs> not where I wanted to go with that joke. Anyways, I don't know. I was on the internet, and, uh, I was looking up MC Hammer. I was like, oh, MC Hammer's from Oakland. I'll just fill my brain with more useless information, right? So I was looking it up, and I was reading MC Hammer owns his own capital venture firm. And I was like, MC, did you not, like, did you forget, like, what happened in the 90s with the whole bankruptcy thing? You're going to try to fucking manage businesses now? No one's ever, no one ever told MC, like, hey, listen, you can't be, what are you doing, MC? Get the fuck away from money, all right? Let me handle it. Don't be touching money. Don't be touching businesses' money, right? MC's just doing his own thing, just investing in companies. What are you doing? That'd be like, that'd be like if uh, Jared from Subway was like a fucking principal at a fucking elementary school. He'd be like, what are you doing, Jared? <laughs> Get away from those kids. Get the fuck away from my school. All right, guys. I don't know. I, uh, I'm just going to let you guys sit in this silence. <laughs> it affects you way more than it affects me. I'm used to this shit. You guys are like, this is weird. He's talking about pissing on women. What if R. Kelly had a bladder problem? No one ever addressed that. <laughs> right? No one ever addressed two. I'm going back to this because I, I, I will defend R. Kelly. God damn it. Ignition Remix is my shit. There you go. I forgot what I was saying. Uh, but yeah, fucking R. Kelly. I like R. Kelly. What if the woman liked it? I'm going here. I'm going this way. What if she enjoyed it? We know, you know, no one ever said she didn't. I'm not looking at you guys because I don't like you guys. <laughs> this is much more weirder for you guys. I'm telling you, I'm used to this shit. We could get real weird. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> not what I wanted, guys. Mercifully. Right on the dot. Um, where do you go from here? I, uh, I've, only, I've only pissed myself uh, when I try to squeeze out a fart. <laughs> you guys like that one? All right. R. Kelly, you guys don't like, but pissing on myself. You guys are like, all right, I like that. I like that. R. Kelly, yeah, don't piss on women, but uh, Steve, it's okay if you piss on yourself. All right, I, g I get it. I get you guys now. 
I got you guys all figured out. This is great. Pissing on myself. Pissing on other women. Not great. I ran out of material. I came up with that joke eh, 20 minutes ago. Because it happened. And I had to sprint to the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh... All right, guys. This has been fucking great. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your night. Yay! Steve Rudd! It's the remix to Ignition. I am fresh out the kitchen. I wish that I was advanced enough to have started the computer so I could have played that song in the interim, but alas, no. That was very funny, though. Steve Rush. Yay and viva forever. We have a, ne- a new comedian... Why did everybody, what was the major exude? Is everyone going out to smoke pot? Like, what just happened? Did everyone, has to, like 15 people just walked out, they're like, I gotta smoke pot now! Right before our next comedian, but he's new, so you guys should want to see this guy, because we've never seen his jokes before. These freaky guys outside, all they want to do is go out and get high. And we're like inside going, I'm gonna get high on our next comedian's jokes. Put your hands together, you guys, it's Ian Levy! That's a nice confidence booster, you know, going up for the first time and everyone's just gone. But um, I think my, uh, the first joke, this is actually my first time ever trying comedy, just for going for it, thank you. But um, the the first joke I ever came up with uh, went like this. It was, uh, what do you call a dog on fire? A hot dog. Okay, you know, like that's not, that's not the greatest joke ever, but I was five and really proud of it. And I remember running to my mom and going, uh, Mom, Mom, I just came up with a joke. And she's like, oh, what, dear? And I go, what do you call a dog on fire? And she said, oh, what? I said, a hot dog. And I remember, like, I'll never forget this, because she, she leaned down to me, and she got, like, right, right on my level. And she said, um, if only your father were still alive to hear you tell that joke, he would have killed himself all over again. <laughs> so, you know, a right, real like confidence booster. I was like, going for comedy. But um, my dad's not really dead, but uh, my parents are divorced. And I, uh, it's, it's weird because they, I don't have any, you know, any anger or anything with them getting divorced. That's fine. You know, they're, they're adults, they can do that. But they could have picked better timing to announce it to the family. Because they, they decided to tell us that they were getting split up the same night we found out my mom was dating. Which happened to be on my brother's birthday. Which happens to be September 11th. Oh, no way! And that's, it, that's completely true. I mean, it wasn't the September 11th. It's not like the towers were going down and they're like, we're getting a divorce. But, you know, it still could have been like smoothed out a bit better. And I don't really, I still don't really totally know how to handle everything because my uh, it's it's weird now that my mom's dating because when I introduce her and her you know her I guess he's a boyfriend it's it feels weird calling this guy Mitch a boyfriend because he has like you know he had a mortgage and he paid it off I feel like no one who has like been through that can really be like a boyfriend you know he's and I I don't know really what to call him because it's just weird being like oh this is my mom and her boyfriend I, but I don't want to just be like partner. That kind of is ambiguous. I don't want to be like, this is my mom and this is her lover. You know, that's just, that's uncomfortable. 
Or also even, even, you know, and if you want to take it to the next extreme, you can't be like, this is my mom and this is her sexual partner. It's just, yeah, kind of, kind of uncomfortable. So um, I think that's, yeah, I'm trying to work out, yeah, more stuff on, on divorce because it's painful, you know? So <laughs> we're, we're working that. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't need your pity claps. Um... Yeah, what was I going to, I guess I could try some other stuff. Um, I see like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bad news kind of about, you know, the world's a pretty depressing place. A lot of, you know, there's, there's kind of a lot of racism in the world and there's violence and there's horror. And I've kind of like decided not to be a passive, just watch it anymore. I want to take action. So, you know, when I, when I watch it, I, I see all this stuff and I stand up and I turn off my TV and then I'm done. So... <laughs> That's, you know, we can all just passively let the world go to shit. And, <laughs> and you know, so that's, um, that's something. I guess that was five minutes. So hopefully that was not too terrible for you guys. Thank you. Yay! Ian Levy, so likable. What a likable man he is. Yes. No, that's really awesome. Um, just so you know, Richard Pryor, whenever he'd go up on stage, people asked him uh, behind the stage to say, what What do you think about right before you go on stage? And he'd say, I hope that the audience likes me. And you're really, really likable. So you've got it. Everybody, clap your hands together. It's Ian Levy. Yay! The likable comedy. Uh, our next comedian working out that likable stuff. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Ken Suzuki. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all. Yeah, keep it going, guys. Keep it going for yourselves, you comics on heart. Yes. Keep it going. Keep it going for finding the humor in things. Keep it going for finding, finding the humor in things. A lot of people can't do that anymore. A lot of people are very sensitive. Give you an example. I have a friend of mine who's an aspiring comic. And he got a little butthurt recently. He was really depressed because he's like, Asians are the only people that you can take a shit on and everybody laughs. Everybody can do it. And I was like, Leo Zinger, dude, trust me. You got, that's, if that, even if that were the case, that's fucking hilarious. You know what, you know what that means? If everybody can do it, that means you can too. Just think about that. If you ever want to take out some anger, some hate on somebody, you need to just find a random Asian, beat them up. We all can participate. It's all good. It's all good. I don't, I just, I told him, and I was explaining, I was like, dude, I think your problem was you just didn't have like a dad like I did. I had a really loving dad. And every night before he would put me to bed, he had this nursery rhyme he would tell me. He'd be like, Ken, now remember, no matter the color, if the pussy is right, we all come white. And he was, and it's true. My dad was a fucking archaeologist about this shit. He would find, and he's like, look at the ancient symbols. Look at ancient symbolism. Look at the yin-yang sign. It's just an interracial 69. I don't know, interracial sex, interracial 69, interracial sex, inter, interracial S&M. You know, S&M, your whips, your chains, your tie irons. Interracial S&M, when it's just you and a beautiful black girl that wants you to chain and whip her. And I was like, whoa, whoa, you want me to chain and whip you? Isn't this a hate crime? He's like, no, Ken, that's my safe word. Uh, 
I don't know what I'm doing with comedy, but I do know this. In order to be successful in it, I have to fake it till you make it, right? Fake it till you make it. That is the secret to success. Fake it till you make it. I really believe that. I believe in that so much. That's the only sex tip I've ever given my girlfriend. <sighs> Keeping things topical. Who here likes, have you guys ever been to Whole Foods? Yeah, yeah you like? So you guys have heard then that Whole Foods has announced they'll be opening a new chain of discount food stores. Fractional foods. <laughs> I'm also into philosophy. I actually just finished writing my first treatise on nihilism. It contains nothing. I also uh, started writing a treatise on existentialism, but the thesis and that's all made up. And I've started writing my first assisted suicide joke, uh, but I'm going to need a hand in finishing it. But if your suicide is assisted, can you really say you killed yourself? I mean, isn't that a lot like self-help from a book? Since coming to San Francisco, I've also uh, gotten into the, into the tech scene and I've developed an app. I've come up with an app and what it does for you is it uses your GPS locator on your phone to help you identify all the places in your surrounding area to most effectively kill yourself. Because you never know, that bridge that you're looking at that looks just perfect just may not be the right height for someone your size and weight. And there are some pros. I, I'm, I'm actually very much pro-suicide, pro-death, because I th there are pros to it. For example, I'll give you one pro to suicide. If you kill yourself, there's never any ambiguity about who wins the breakup. Like, yeah, they'll win by default, but you get the peace of mind. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That was Kansas Zuki. Talking about suicide, making jokes about it, good times, yeah. All right, we have two more comedians left for you here on the Happy Hour Open Mic Comedy. Right now, slap your meat paws together, it's Ed Ant. He must be outside, smoking some weed with comedians. I bet that's what's happening right now, but it... Gonna do is that for you, Eddie. How's it going, everybody? You know my shtick. I'm not gonna keep you from the wonderful words that are written here in my chest. And here they are, as soon as I can get in my fingers. My name is Ed, and I'm a bit of a bum. All I do every day is play video games, smoke as much weed as I can get my hands on, and according to the city and county of San Francisco, I'm looking for work. <laughs> Earlier today, I went to Burger King and I ordered myself some chicken nuggets, only a buck fifty. Now that's a deal right there. Now. I sat down and I ate a few chicken nuggets. Now, 
I, I had it in the bag and I was just munching away on a few of them, open up a, a little bit of the dip, you know, the sauce that they gave me, whatever. And this guy, let's call him Kevin. Special needs guy, you know, he has Down syndrome. He came in a group, there was a bunch of them, and he kept saying to me, have a good day now. You know, he kept repeating this. Have a good day now. You know, I kept eating a chicken nugget and, you know, wasn't really paying attention to him. And he kept saying, have a good day now. You know, and it's hard not to feel stupid when someone with 23 chromosomes reminds you that you ordered a to-go bag. My father isn't really my role model. While he did teach me many true things like, it doesn't matter who's sucking your dick as long as I'm the one getting off. It doesn't matter who the woman is, it's important to find something to love about them. He often repeated that he would sooner trade his wife than his car. He's not a role model, people. Not yet, bam. I still got one more joke. Relax. All right, fine. I'll, uh. So, did you hear that? Those super popular hoverboards, you know, the, the kind that have like the wheels on the side and like the platform that you just stand on and you walk, you know, you don't walk really, you know? They actually explode. Yeah. Don't worry, we're all safe. Only douchebags ride them. <laughs> now, Pam. Oh, you still have 30 seconds before I... I was just holding it. Do it! Do it! Do it! No, there's still... Now there's 20 seconds. Come on! They want to hear it? <laughs> and that means it's time for an ad. <laughs> Sounds like Trina's coming up soon. I'm sure you'll enjoy what she does. Have a good night, folks. Ed Ant, justhimandchicks.com. Although you have to go to justmeandchicks.com. Justmeandchicks.com, Ed Ant. Uh, we have, if, Trina, are you sure you don't want to do a set? There's time. You don't want to do a set. Because there's only one other comedian, and then it would be you. Do you want to do, do a set? You'll do a little set. You'll, you'll do it a little set right after our next comedian. Uh, he is never in here, and he's going to blame me again. He's going to be like, I didn't know it was my turn. And is he here? Of course he's not. Put your hands together. It's Leo Zinger. He does this to me every time. He goes, I didn't know it was my turn. And then he's like, it wasn't, I wasn't ready, and blah, blah, blah. Hey, guys, put your hands together. It's Leo's. He took off. No, here he is. Leo Zinger. Thank you, Pat. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Um, I'm Leo, and uh, uh, I'm from from around here. Uh, I was uh, I was just around. I was, I was just in New York. And uh, anybody been to New York, guys? Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, I was there. I was on the subway. And on the trains, they had a sign that said, uh, uh, safety is our number one priority. 
if you see something, say something. And uh, I thought, uh, you know, what should I do in this situation? Because uh, although I didn't see anything, uh, I did smell something <laughs> bad, like back on the platform. It's like, I wonder if I should say something, you know? It's like, officer, there, I think someone might have relieved themselves right here behind the stairs, you know? <laughs> you might want to keep an eye on, on someone dropping dirty bombs everywhere, you know? Um, wow, nice dog. What kind of dog is it? <coughs> oh, shit. okay, maybe I shouldn't talk to you. All right. Um, I was, uh, what else? I was talking to my friend and uh, because I had, I had a date lined up and uh, I was asking him for advice. I just got a date on the internet and uh, he said you should, you should masturbate before you go on a date. You know, so I, I did that, and, uh, but I overdid it. I did too much and uh, I just, I, and, and as a result, I, I lost my motivation to go on date altogether. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Have you done that before? It's weird. Hey. Hey, Dave. Yeah, nothing's good. Just no one's fucking listening. No one's telling jokes anyway. So it's a. It's, it's, no indeed. So um, I forgot most of my jokes. Uh, but I was. Uh, I I'm clumsy sometimes. I one time I I uh, I walked into a, a lady's bathroom uh, accidentally. You know, and uh, but but I made up for it by uh, masturbating in it intentionally. <laughs> uh, I I am uh, I'm, I'm Asian, but uh, I'm not really. Uh, I'm like Americanized. I've been here for many many years, and uh, I've lost a lot of my like, you know, cultural heritage, whatever, you know? So I'm, I'm pretty Americanized. And people, I'm, not, I'm more like a mixed. People always think like I'm a, a more Asian than I am. I'm pretty, uh, you know, mixed at this point. Like one thing is, I'm this, I'm, I'm this type of Asian, like if you come to my house, uh, I will only ask you to take off one shoe. That's the kind of Asian that I am right now. I'm not very much Asian. Um, I, uh, I, I masturbate sometimes. I, the other day, I, I did it on my cell phone. Have you guys ever done that? On my, I, I did it because I looked at the cell phone and on uh, cell phone porn. And then, uh, but I'm clumsy too, and, and not really uh, savvy with the phone. And I, as, I, as I was doing it, all of a sudden, my, fo my phone screen just rotated, it flipped, you know? And uh, all of a sudden, I'm looking at the porn upside down. You know, ever done that? It's really awkward. It was like I, I had to bend over backwards because I wanted to look at it, you know, straight up. And uh, it, was, it was really awkward. I was like, like a yoga position, you know? And uh, it was okay too. I finished my job except like I came on my own face. Like, it was pretty awkward. Thank you very much. It's my time. Leo Zinger coming on his own face. Yeah, funny times. We have one more comedian left here on the happy hour, and then we're gonna vote. We're gonna vote. We'll see if uh, if our next comedian gets into that vote. I'm gonna get everybody from outside to come on inside for the vote at the end. Uh, I'll actually yell at them right now. Actually, yell at them and tell them like, "Hey, listen to my set," and then you have to vote after this. You don't want to do that. All right. Oh, she will. I'll, I'll run out there during this. I'll be like, shut the fuck up, you guys. It's our last comedian of the night, and she's hilarious. Put your hands together. It's Trina Roderick. Woo! <laughs> 
so glad it's just us. I thought they were never going to leave, right? Yeah. Holy shit. <sighs> so, um, I don't know. I wasn't going to do a set because I'm so upset about the shootings in San Bernardino. I grew up there, and I've just been crying all week about it. And it was like, it's too soon, but maybe if I cry while I'm telling my jokes, I could do like a new crying comedy thing and see women like evolving the the whatever it is, the art form. So, dudes, I mean, I, I grew up, I worked around the corner from there. I, um, like, dude, I mean, I've been to some sucky Christmas parties, but dang. Like, it's going to be totally impossible to organize a Christmas party committee next year at that place. No way is anyone want to... Oh, excuse me, holiday party. <laughs> oh, my God. I, we have to do something about guns. I think the solution is this. We all need our own holster, okay? I've got it figured out. Everyone has a holster. One side is a squirt gun with water in it. The other side is a bubble gun, right? So if somebody does something you like, you can just shoot them with your bubble gun. They do something you don't like, shoot them with your water gun, right? I know, like the checker, like if you're in line at the grocery store, the checker can't have a gun. That would be against company policy. But you can threaten him, shoot him with your water gun all you like, <laughs> right? Or if they're nice, your bubble gun. Because <sighs> I get needing to express yourself, but that is just, and it, uh, I just, who would intentionally orphan a six-month-old baby? Who would do that? That's not, that has nothing to do with religion. Nothing. That's just deranged. Um, anyway. So that was pretty much all I had because I'm just so upset. I just can't. I can't. It's too much. We, it's just, it's got to stop. And only an act of love will stop hate. That's it. So I guess I'm just asking everyone to do everything they can to love and, you know, express love and to try to understand that, you know, even if somebody's acting like an asshole, you know, maybe they deserve some love. I know it's counterintuitive, but only love, okay? I love you guys. As an audience, individually, you're cool. <laughs> but I'm really only in love with you as a group. <laughs> I was listening to um, an interview of Phyllis Diller by Carly Carlin, which is awesome. You guys should study Phyllis Diller. I feel bad for the guys out there because you don't tend to study like greats like the women greats like Phyllis Diller. Let her influence your comedy. Anyway, she was saying, you know, you, you, you're... You, you get up in front of an audience and you put yourself down and you lift them up. What could feel better, right? They, they gotta love that. I was like, what? Wait a second. You get a group of people together, you call them an audience, and the best way to make them laugh is for me to humiliate myself? <laughs> what the fuck? You guys are some sick motherfuckers. I mean, as an audience. Individually, you're awesome, but just as an audience, you're assholes. 
Anyway, I do love you guys. Like, I am also in love with you, again, as just an, a group. So, show the, I cannot wait to see you sober, dude. I want to see a sober set. That's going to be awesome. Anyway, love you. Uh, I'm Trina. Trina Roderick, I love your new silver hair. You look like Starshine. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, we have to choose, guys. You have to choose uh, one of your favorite comedians of the night. If we could get on stage, Peggy Sinnott, Zach Towers, Zoe Rogers, and Tim Pizza. Uh, yeah, clap for all of them. Best sets of the night as chosen by me. All right, we're going to clap it out right now. We're going to see who you guys want to see do a set in the showcase. Uh, coming up at 8 o'clock, we have a showcase with two L.A. comedians, Chris Estrada and Andrew Caldell, uh, local comedians, uh, Tess Berry, Ben Lupinetti, uh, Abhay Nakarni, More Divine will be playing, and then Charles Hoffa Kelly. So what we need to do right now is choose the best uh, set that one that you guys liked the best from tonight uh, starting from uh, the she has a ridiculous hat on she's visiting us from LA if you liked her set the best please clap your hands together it's Peggy Sinnott yeah. all right number two I thought his name was Zane uh uh, Taurus, but his, his name is actually Zach Towers. His gender fluidity is beautiful. Put your hands together if you want Zach Towers to move on. Yeah. Zach Towers. She's got two kids. I can't believe that's true because she has a tiny ass. Put your hands together, everybody, for Zoe Rogers. And you've been hanging out with his dog all night. If you want to see him do a big old long set, put your hands together. Timothy Pizza. Oh, you guys are making it really hard. Uh, I think right now it's a toss-up between Peggy and Tim. So thank you, Zach, and thank you, Zoe. You guys both had amazing sets tonight. Uh, we've got them up next to each other. He is a dog. I think he's trying to <laughs> steal your votes with his dog. If you guys want to see him do a set in the next show, clap your hands together for Timothy Pizza. <laughs> got some woots there. And they keep going. They really like Timothy Pizza. What if you guys, do you guys want to see all the way from L.A.? Peggy Sinnott. Okay, this is fucked up. You guys have to do a joke off. You have to do a joke off. You have to... Oh, you have to leave early anyway. She's, are you giving it up? She's giving it up. She's giving it up for Timothy Pizza. Yay! Well, they had to leave early anyway, but uh, I, and I, I would have really liked to see another one of you LA people because we already have two LA people, but we're giving that set to Timothy Pizza and his darling dog, Aldo. Thank you guys all for being here tonight. Um, excellent sets from our out-of-towners, and uh, we'll see you guys next week here on the Happy Hour every Friday from 6 to 7.45 p.m. Bye. The reindeer, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Take it. 
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's MutinyRadio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in. Turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear, the news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. 
sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turn-up, and beat, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Children's Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.MutinyRadio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. 
Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common sense approach to women's health and well being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Still Francisco. Still in the Pacific time zone. We're trying out a different time slot. Right, and we're going to take we're going to take the uh, the Nielsen ratings from their spot anyway. I don't think they've had their show on for months, so I don't I, think we're, I, there's anybody I listening. I don't think their audience. But if there is anybody any. listening and you have a question, uh, you can reach us at 415-550-0511. And then you can reach Vincent and I in a couple different ways. One is on Facebook at Unleash the Rain, on Twitter at Unleash the Rain, and uh, at uh, Gmail, our email address is uh, unleashtherain.radio at gmail.com. And then uh, the show number, the show telephone number is 925 925- Three five three one five nine two five three one five seven two one seven seven two one seven. I never remember that number. No, and say it again. It's, I, it's, say it again. It's a nine two five three one five seven two one seven. It is a Google. Uh, it's what, fancy schmancy. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, it's uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sends us a uh, text message, so you can actually use that to ask a question, even if you don't want to call into the station, and we should be able to get it and transcribe it and a- answer it. And as always, if you leave us your name and number uh, or uh, name, we will reference you on the air f- with your question, uh, if your question is newsworthy. And if it's not, um, well, then you'll never hear your name. But... Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't, where do you go with that comment? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where you're at with that to begin if you're with. you're not, you should call in spoiler alert. We'll give, we'll give you a question <laughs> call to spoiler alert. To Clay and Tony at spoiler alert. Yes. They're, not, they're not here anymore. No. Well, they're around. They're still comedians. Yes, they're, they're still, they actually still perform uh, at Mutiny Radio. They perform. Comedians is a strong word. Mm. Well, we saw. Spo- actually, that's, uh, I'm cheesing. I'm teasing. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert was a very good show. They were a good show. Yeah. I miss them. Yes. I don't miss the way the studio, the studio smelled after that. Afterwards, them. yes. So there's a bunch of people packed into a small space. and 
and there was maybe some nefarious activities happening. Yeah. Well, not nefarious, but they were illegal. They had prescriptions. They did have prescriptions that were yes odiferous. Indeed, indeedly do. Yes. So, so anyway, uh, welcome to Unleash the Rain. What we are is uh, so Unleash the Rain is where we. Um, we focus on helping small and medium-sized businesses or organizations, could be nonprofits. Mm-hmm. We help you uh, l- focus on leveraging technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses, and thereby freeing you up for more time to work on your passion, whether your passion is in your business or outside of your business. And what we're about is um, real world, so we try to make things, we try to keep it real. Yeah, I- and we are also about uh, getting out good information, but probably most importantly, having fun. And I want to... Real information that's fun. So both of us have businesses based on implementing each technology. Of both of us, uh, each of us, <laughs> we are... What I, I actually don't know what's grammatically correct. I corrected yeah. you and then I was like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, continue. My point was that we use technology largely to, imp- to, to have productivity gains within your business. But that is not all we do. And we demystify questions and answer questions. Some of, one of our best loved shows is the Elevator Pitch Show, which had nothing to do with technology other than there was an elevator that was Well, electric. no, it's, yeah. so it's things to increase revenue. Yeah. So that would right. be associated with increasing revenue because if you have a good elevator pitch, right. then when you are networking or you meet yes. people, you can rattle that off and pe- communicate what you do and mm-hmm. people can help you by referring you to people who might need your services. Right. And I and I do want to mention that the so so we can demystify anything. We could we'd be glad to help you explain what that process is, but it can be almost any business process, not just a specific process. Uh, although you focus on sales and marketing and uh, integrating that, most of the stuff I do is is making sure that that platform integrates with accounting and uh, uh, production yeah. systems. And so, uh, and, distri- and distribution systems, those questions are valid too. Feel free, ask us a business question. It doesn't have to be about technology. And uh, we've gotten that question a lot, lot lately. In fact, that's uh, kind of where we were going to start the show today was going over a couple of the things that have happened in the last week with some of the big players in the um, cloud market. Indeed. Yes. Uh, but maybe. Good. But um, so, one of the things that has happened this week is uh, no, 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 a, uh, one of the big players in, uh, in fact, one of Google's largest online. I, I think it's the largest Google app provider uh, on Google Marketplace. Uh, was hit by a denial of service attack. Um, uh, it's a, called a DDoS. D- uh, denial of services, actually, there's a number of them, but this was uh, uh, DDoS uh, targeting them. And what's interesting is it was done. That's this has been done before. Uh, you may have heard that a, a, one of the big banks got hit. Uh, I know that uh, Amazon has been hit, and so has Yahoo by uh, DDoS attacks. Um, and one of the interesting things of this um, is that if this was f- uh, was 
from the beginning was an extortion attempt against a business. So it was, it was computer programs with sophistication. This is a basically a nefarious computer programming company that set up with individuals that are just doing nothing but blackmailing individuals. It is very, very interesting, and it is a space. And something, it is, what's interesting is the uh, FBI has come out recently telling people that if they get hit by one of these attacks, because it's also happening not to corporations for millions of dollars, but and and most of those go un un kind of un publicly noticed but it also is one of those deals where if it happens to you as an individual the FBI said if you if the data is so bad you can't live with it you've got to pay now 